0: Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. We have another very special guest near and dear to my heart. We have Jordana Levine. Oof through a D in there. Jordana is an intuitive guide and Akashic records reader an energy healer and holistic nutritionist. And she's going to help you learn to trust yourself and connect to your soul so that you can live the life you deserve. Uh, Very near and dear to my heart. We met at the retreat a couple weeks ago. And like we were saying, it was two days, but I feel like I've known her forever because of how deep everything got. So Welcome.
1: Hey, thanks. It's so nice to be here. I'm excited to chat with you ladies. And yeah, totally. The The retreat was, life has changed. There's like I know. before and after. I know.
0: That's what Jess and I were saying. Because we were literally like, I feel like I'm still integrating. I still feel like a different person. Like everything is different. Love that That's for cool. us. Yeah. Development all the time. So let's get started with you. You first get into this space how does it look for you probably nutrition like the rest of us so how did you first get into the health wellness emotional healing woo woo all of the above space
1: yeah I have like a a bit of a long journey um I spent seven years in the corporate world before I did any of this um I, I like I think I'm older than I look I like to hope so um but yeah, so I started out, I have a degree in journalism. I started in the world of content, copywriting, corporate marketing, brand strategy, like digital and social media. And I worked, I mean, I, you know, intern for free at like biggest fashion magazine in Canada. I'm Canadian. Um, biggest, one of the two biggest newspapers in Canada. They don't pay you, whatever. And I kind of transitioned into the marketing world because storytelling, is it's all the same. Um, and yeah, I spent most of my 20s, doing that. And it was okay. I had like some good jobs, some not as good jobs, but while I was going through all of that, my health was just falling apart. Um, I'd always loved food. I'd always loved cooking. Nutrition is something that kind of like, it always spoke to me, but it just, I wasn't doing it right for my body. And I was, I had a lot of emotional stressors, um, just, you know, type a perfectionist and. Uh, for me personally, like I know, all of our health issues manifest different physically. But all through my twenties, I started developing more and more food allergies and sensitivities, and like chronic anxiety. I would have weekly panic attacks, very quietly, like nobody knows. Very like polished, put together. You know, I had my designer bags and my heels in my drawer at work, and like all my like fancy Fortune five hundred clients. Um, but like I was not doing. well. And you know, you finally get to the job that like. Sends you on your way. I knew that I wanted to become a nutritionist. I knew that I wanted to help people deal with all the things I've been going through because I felt like I was essentially coaching all of my like colleagues, friends, family through their health because I'd been spending years learning about how to heal my body with nutrition because I, I figured, you know, I can't eat anything and I love food. Like, let's look there. And I went down a route that I know like both of you are in that space. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, if not all, have been in that world too. And so when I was, 29. I quit my, you know, management level, impressive job, beautiful resume. Dropped everything. Said I need to start fresh. I went back to school for holistic nutrition full time, um, and I launched my business when I was 30. And I spent a few years doing 100% nutrition. Um, you know, the functional side, I it was meanwhile working with like my mentor, this is a long story, but I'm getting near the end, <laughs> um, with my mentor from my holistic nutrition school, she is kind of a magical witch doctor, which I discovered after leaving the program, I didn't quite realize. And honestly, like I was not spiritual at all, at all, at all until my thirties, um, growing up, I was like very, I wanted the science. I wanted to understand things, even just getting into the holistic realm when there wasn't a hundred percent proof for everything um, was kind of like leap, And I started working with her and she did things like muscle testing to figure out what my problems were, because I was still so sick, even though all my clients were healing, I was helping all of them. I could figure out all of their, you know, I did a lot of like symptom assessment. We did all kinds of protocols. We did all kinds of nutrition changes. They were doing great. And I was so frustrated because I was, I had a lot of like, um, throat issues. I had a lot of food sensitivities that weren't going away. And, and then kind of, she like pushed me a little bit in one direction and showing me that, you know, there were other ways to uncover our issues. Um, Found out I had a terrible case of parasites. I know you guys have talked about that stuff, so I won't get into it. Um, Took me a really, really, really long time to heal them because a lot of it was energetic for me. Um, And I then, while I was going through this, got offered a free Reiki session by this woman I met at an online networking event. And that was kind of my catapulting into The world of energetics because I had this session. She basically like I felt all kinds of stuff and it was remote. She wasn't near me. Mm -hmm. And she told me all this stuff about my life that I never told her. Because I just met her and she told me I was incredibly intuitive, which made me break down in tears instantly. Cause I was like, wow, this is true. I've always known all these things. I felt things. I saw things. And I just shut everything off when I was a kid because I was so scared people would think I was crazy. Um, and I just hadn't even thought about it in so long, and you know, there's there's much more to this story where the throat symptoms come from. A lot of like throat chakra, mm-hmm. um, related to past lives. <laughs> we could see how deep we want to get into all that, but honestly, that like that was what led me here. I started practicing Reiki myself after working with this woman for a long time. I met with her every week because she was healing me, and it was more than I'd ever experienced like I was seeing physical healing, my anxiety was going away. I could eat more foods. Um I was learning all kinds of tools. She was mentoring me through it. And then I took this course to further develop my intuition after I studied Reiki on my own because I started integrating Reiki into my nutrition practice. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, listen, if this is helping me, my clients, our clients are always like us. If I need it, and my clients need yep. it too. Um, and then I just kept going. I wanted to get more intuitive downloads. I wanted to be able to share more messages. So I took more courses and I took this course that I thought was just, okay, we're going to connect with other women who are going through what I'm going through. And we're going to develop our intuition. And it turned out a lot of it was about the Akashic records, which I didn't know anything about. Um, And we were taught to learn to read the Akashic records, which are essentially a library of your soul's journey throughout time, past, present, future, anything. You can literally visualize it as a giant room of books that are all about your soul's adventures. And when you learn to read those records, you can go in there and ask your soul, your higher self, your guides for advice. You can get them to ask, to answer questions for you, to give you insights in where you need to go next. Um, And I guess the end of that story is I thought the records were just going to be for me because I didn't even know I was going to learn them. And then one thing led to another. I started getting sent people, my nutrition mentor sent me someone because she was, she was sure I could read other people's records. She told me that I could, she's pretty psychic. And she was correct. I had like a dream that there were downloads, there were messages, I woke up, there were things in my physical room. And anyway, I was like, I knew that I was supposed to be reading people's records. So here we are, <laughs> we can talk more about all that. Um, but that is, that's the journey to, you know, bridging that physical nutrition and spiritual energetic healing together.
0: And that's how we all end up here. Right. Like anywhere, even a little, I feel like there are some people that get our spiritual out the gate, but most people it's like you get into your physical health and you realize that's not just it. Like you can get rid of those food sensitivities by doing the tests, by taking the supplements, but then there's like always more
1: always. Yeah. And the stuff that works for other people, like just doesn't always work for you because maybe I know for me, like there were just a lot of lessons I was supposed to learn. I was supposed to learn how to heal other people with this stuff. And my, my message was constantly like, we can't teach you this. You need to figure it out. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We're not going to heal you until you learn the lessons. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's like that. You know, a lot of people can just come to someone like me or, or one of you and we can heal them. And sometimes what's going to happen is, Oh, you have a mission and (laughs) you got to learn that mission before you heal.
2: I think that's a lot of people,
0: honestly. Yeah. I think that's why the healing journey ends up being so long for so many people, because you have to go down all these paths and you have to pursue so many different avenues to find out what does and doesn't work for you. And then to like some people to relay the message, other people just to get where you're supposed to be in that journey, right? Like if stool tests and food sensitivity tests would have worked for me, I would have been healed five years ago, four years ago. (laughs) And not, I mean, I'm healed now, but like, it took me quite a bit longer than that. Right. Like went to people and even my mom reached out to one of her, like energy worker friends. He's like one of those that actually does miracles, like has helped people instantly remove tumors, like insane stuff. And he was like, yeah, I can't work on her. She has to do this herself. And I was like, well, thank you. Thank (laughs) you for that piece of insight. I love that for me.
1: (laughs) Because you could, because you were supposed to, because you're, you're the magical healer. For yourself, right? If that I totally, of, like
0: I said, four years ago, like I wouldn't have been, I would not have ever gotten to this point in my life.
1: Yeah, my first food sensitivity test was like 10 years ago. I'm not a fan. I will say that right now. Oh, I've no, had, me neither. That's why I'm, several. Like... I'm like, this just gave me chronic anxiety and like ruined a lot of my life.
2: I think we I mean, did a whole you know? episode on how much we hate food sensitivity tests. <laughs>
0: They're like one of my biggest pet peeves. And people always say, hear the word like nutritionist and think you're, they're like, oh my God, I got a food sensitivity test done. I'm just like, don't talk to me about that.
2: Throw it it in the trash.
1: That that was a huge piece that like created anxiety for me in my life. And I feel like you, you might have a similar story to this, but it was like, everything made me sick. So I was like, cool. If you just take out all the foods and you'll feel better. And it's interesting how many people come to a nutritionist and think that the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to tell you all the foods not to eat.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So many people are surprised when I'm like a real whole foods diet. Yeah. I think you should stay away from gluten and yeah, I think you should limit your dairy, but that's about it. And they're like, that's it. And I'm like, I, I would be negligent if I put you on like an AIP diet out the gate. Like the people that do that, like that's silly to me.
1: Yeah. I put myself on one, um, for years cause I, cause everything made me so sick. Like I literally, my throat would like shut down. I couldn't swallow. I had a month where I like couldn't eat anything except for broth or juice. And it was all, energetic because i didn't heal it with any protocols let's say that um not to say that the physical is not like a very foundational place to start but you know you brought up gluten and dairy i didn't touch them for eight years and like they literally like my throat would close if i ate dairy and i was like cool this is an allergy except it wasn't showing up on allergy tests i just knew Mm -hmm. i knew it was there and like that was part of my energy healing in the last year Like I eat dairy and gluten now.
0: (laughs) I know. I was talking to Christina about that.
1: It's wild.
0: She's like, I have celiac. And I was like, do you eat gluten now? And she's like, from time to time, I was like, wow, my, how things can change when you shift those energetics.
1: I mean, I'm like really freaking picky about what I eat. I have like my, my bakers at the farmer's market and they like mill their own like heritage grain, organic sourdough. And whatever and like and I've tried to eat just like normal organic sourdough that's not great and and I don't feel good and you know dairy wise like it's you know the grass-fed like raw whatever but honestly like I'm just buying like grass-fed yogurt at the grocery store and like I literally used to have a panic attack if like something with butter touched my food
0: Oops.
1: and it didn't go away when I did like hey the parasite healing was essential but like yeah. it didn't fix it Mm-hmm. It was like visualizing. I mean, I visualized every day. My mm-hmm. My goal was like, if I can eat pizza, I'm healed. And I would visualize myself making like the perfect pizza with all the dream ingredients every single day in like my dream home. And like a few months ago, I made pizza. In your dream home? We're still working on the dream home. Okay. I have a, I'm have. i very lucky. I have a house in Toronto. Like I own it. We bought it a few years ago. But like, you know, there, there's always more to dream for yourself. Do you want to live in a pasture? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm like, yeah come on. um yeah it's funny because I'm such a city girl like I grew up in Toronto downtown like big city you know mm. lived downtown in cramped little condo with my husband before we moved here now we're like in the city but not quite in the you know like not right downtown and I'm kind of just over it because it's like I think when you go through this deep healing I'm like seeing you smile because you already know what I'm going to say like you think you know what you want and then everything that you want just changes entirely. And suddenly like going out to like, for like trendy cocktails and fancy dinners and, you know, bougie restaurants and stuff going out, like clubbing and dancing. I used to do all that. I used to be the party girl. And now literally like, I don't drink. I hate staying up late. I would love to be in silence, like surrounded by forests. I mean, I have a dog. She's too. Like, all I want to do is just take her out on a hike in nature every single day. And I would like to have the nature outside my door. So big dreams.
0: I get it. Same. Yep. I too used to be a party girl, which is a literal other lifetime ago. That's yeah. just so funny to me when I think about it. I'm like, who's this person? And I, oh, yeah. I mean, you, I didn't even go to dinner with you guys. I was in bed. So difference. I literally ditched them for dinner. I was like, I'm going to go to
1: bed. Yeah, Courtney went to bed like what 830 yeah but it was
0: eight thirty west coast wow. time like you True. spent way longer on the east coast I was trying not to even acclimate myself and that's eleven thirty for me I would be dead so that's like
2: so late for her that's like I don't, I don't even like, text Courtney alive yeah I don't even text her like past 7 p.m because I know she's just like bundled up Winding already yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah I'm <laughs> the a cocoon on the couch like after seven thirty every night like you might get a text back it might be in the morning my phone might already be on airplane mode who really knows but this I is not call about her me.
2: I call her my little <laughs> parrot Because you just like start making it
1: dark and just like cover her up, and she's just like, "Good night." Favorite (laughs) analogy. (laughs) I have to say, the airplane mode thing is key. And like, once the people in your life realize that, like, when you're done for the day, your phone is off, it's like, it feels so safe in that cocoon. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The only reason it's ever not on airplane mode past seven p.m. is if I'm casting to the TV because we're watching something. And like full orange blue blocking glasses on don't get it twisted. But like, if I'm casting my phone, otherwise I don't
1: answer anyone. It's now I will I won't text you after seven. Yeah, that's okay.
0: Okay. So wait, back to all the things we have to, we got off, but that's fine. That's how this always goes. Um. So when you got just into energetics first start with Reiki healing, and now you're into the Akashic records, which I think is hilarious how you just happened upon it. It's just like, oops.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: accidentally hopped into the Akashic records like no biggie um so what's like a for i feel like we get a little bit about what it is but for someone who really doesn't understand like so you're pretty much a medium just going into
1: records of people's lives right or it's funny i've been trying to figure out the best way to explain this Mm -hmm. people have been saying it feels like channeling to them okay um I would say the best way I'll, I can kind of like walk you through what it feels like when I take you in. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I do a reading with you one-on-one and basically like we usually talk before. Cause like, you know, I coach, I work with people long-term mentorship stuff too. And we will like hop into their records all the time. Personally, I go into my records all the time as well, but I do find for a lot of people, like, honestly, a quarterly reading, you get so much information in that one hour that it's enough for a lot of people. It just depends. So, you know, we talk out, like, usually there are certain areas that you want to know more about, right? There's stuff going on in your life that you want to get clarity on, you want guidance on, they feel sticky, they feel hard. Um, So we have a general idea of like the kind of stuff we want to ask about. Um, Caveat, you're going to get the information you need. And if it's not the answers to your questions, like too bad. But so we go in, I I like kind of take us in in a little meditative state, you know, get into our heart center, because we really want to be in a positive, open place to receive. And that's all you need. You don't need to know anything, be connected to anything, believe in anything. It's just like coming with an open heart and mind, and you will receive what you need. And when we get in there, so I'm basically connecting to your guides and your soul. So you know, if you've ever seen anyone channel like other spirit guides, and I'm just a general thing for the public, sometimes it's channeling for you. We're channeling what you need to receive from your guides. So, like, personally, I'm like, I connect with my own spirit guides because, like, that's something that I can do. But a lot of people don't do that or can't, not to say that you can't learn how to do that. Everyone can. Um, mm-hmm. But I help you to bridge that gap for you. So, we're setting the intention that we are going in to talk to your soul, to your highest self, and to your spirit guides, because we all have our own guides. If you like, Visualize, look around at all the people in the world, and you can like visualize them. They've got all their angels floating around, supporting them, giving them what they need. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to give you the messages that they're trying to give to you. And the cool thing about the Akashic Records is you're connecting directly with your soul versus like just with spirit guides as a general idea. So it's what's best for you, it's not just like general messages of what people need to hear or what might be helpful. Um, with all the other opinions, you know, sometimes you ask like, maybe it's like past loved ones, things like that. And they all have their own opinions. You know, they've all got their own biases. This is truly what is my highest self need to know right now.
0: Mm.
1: And to like if you've had a reading before, different akashic readers definitely do it different ways. they'll transmit the information different ways. I've had a bit of an evolution actually, in how I transmit, um because my first gift was writing. I would automatic write. So the first few months when I went into the records, I would only get information if I had a notebook and a pen and they would literally write it. Like your guides would be writing to me in their words exactly what you needed. So I actually started by just doing the, like I'd do the readings in advance and then I'd read them to you and send you a photo and we'd talk through it and kind of talk through how to integrate, which is really beautiful. But then I, and like, this was part of my healing journey too. I have a lot of throat stuff communication where I really need to open up and speak things. And they literally stopped letting me write. And they were like, you need to speak and you need to do this live and you need to be seen channeling. And so what happens now, it's a mix. It's more of like, it doesn't matter if you know, if you've seen or not experienced channeling, it's more conscious. It's not like I'm in a trance where I'm like in a different voice and I'm saying, and like, I'm not there. I'm very present in it. Um, Personally, I don't know if everyone is like that but the words come through from them directly. So it's really interesting actually, because a lot of time they would not be how I would say things. So people who know me, who come for a reading, they're like, I know this isn't you, which is what makes it easier to believe. Cause sometimes we need to hear the guidance for something higher than mm-hmm. you or me. Right. It's, it's amazing. You know, it's great for your best friend or your coach to tell you like, Oh, you're great. You're, you need to do this. It's another thing when it comes in through that, you know, divine loving guidance. It's mm-hmm. really hard to ignore, even if you haven't experienced before, because um, it feels so right for you. And they'll, it's interesting. They'll give examples sometimes that make sense to you that don't make sense to me. But I know that it's what you need to hear. So to be honest, like sometimes I start speaking really, really fast. We always record it because it's awesome. Like you go back and listen to it and you get more out of it each time, because especially if we are asking questions, people, you know, like common areas that people ask about are relationships, mm-hmm. career, money health um you know physical healing emotional healing trauma stuff like that right so a lot of the time when you're doing like a full hour reading you get so much information that you're not going to integrate it all at once mm-hmm. and you can, you need to go back and listen to it again um so often a lot of the time i am speaking exactly the words that they're that are being channeled through me um sometimes they'll give me visuals we all have different um clair gifts you know clairvoyance is like when you see things claircognizance is knowing things um, audience is hearing things and they can, they all get developed more and more over time. So sometimes they'll show me stuff now. Sometimes I'll hear stuff. Um, sometimes I just feel things in my body. Like I'll feel different parts of my body. And they're trying to tell me that, you know, that's the part of your body that needs to be addressed to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are like different ways that it can come through. So sometimes I'll literally see a visual in my mind's eye and I'll just tell you what they're showing me. I don't know exactly always what it means sometimes. And like, I love to take time to analyze it with you. I actually recently added like a follow-up call to do a month after our readings, because I want to check in on how the integration is going. I think that's really valuable. Um, Like obviously with my mentorship clients, I'm talking to them all the time and we're always integrating, but I, I really feel that that's a really valuable part for everyone because it can be, I don't want to say overwhelming, um, but it's just a lot. Right. So it's nice to have that support and to feel like you can come back and and I also like, I get really excited. These, like, I have so much fun doing them. I want to know how you're doing. And people will message me months after and be like, I had someone message me recently and she was so hesitant. She really wanted to switch her career um, from like working for someone else, to, like going into real estate. And she was like, after the reading, like I did, I changed everything. And now I'm with a, a real estate firm and it was like a month. Um, because it really is, it's not just like you're receiving information and you're like, cool, I'm reading a book. Like it's so activating. You're being healed. Mm-hmm. If you've experienced something like Reiki, it truly is energy healing just by receiving those messages. Cause you are receiving channeled information from your highest self, from your spirit guides. Um, and the other cool thing that they started, they, your, the guides started adding to these readings for me, um, which is why I say every reading you do is different. I know people who have had other Akashic readings and then come to me, they're like, this is definitely not the same. Um, Because I am an energy healer, they will often guide me to do energy healing during the readings. So whether it is as part of the messages coming through at the same time, sometimes they'll literally just say to me, okay, stop. You need to do this healing for 10 minutes. Mm. And they'll tell me it's wild because it's not the way that I learned to do Reiki, for example. So I don't quite know what to call it, but it's exactly the healing that your soul needs right now. Um, They'll usually... Tell me like what chakra it's related to, um why it's there. it's usually it's related to whatever message is coming through because that's part of the answer, right? Sometimes the answer to something as I know you know you talked about with like MBSr, things like that, the answer is not you need to go because sometimes people will ask like, oh, what food do I need to eat? What food do I need to eat more or less like they want to know about their physical health. Mm-hmm. And the answer is first of all, it's not about that, it's about your mindset and also um can we just do some healing on you because it's going to shift everything. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a pretty complete answer, but let me know if you have questions about what it looks like. If you want like examples.
0: <laughs> no, that feels complete for me. I don't know about you. Em. I think so. It, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm just, I'm very intrigued by it all. I know. Honestly. You're taking it all you're <laughs> yeah. like, Can you do a reading for me right now? That's
0: what she's thinking. <laughs> um, so, I was going to ask what it's looked like for transforming your health overall, right? Do you feel like it's more challenging to read your own records because you have biases and because you kind of,
1: you know, sometimes don't want to (laughs) hear? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, It's interesting because when I first started reading my own records, I really didn't think anything was going to come through. And when I started and it was the writing, it, some of it was just gibberish. Sometimes they would just draw stuff with my hand. I was like, I don't even know what this is. We had like a telegram group for our community that was learning. And I would post and be like, guys, what is this? Um, and it it got easier, but there, I would say a couple of things. Um, definitely when I did my first reading for someone else, which was out of nowhere, he literally reached out to me and he was like, Hey, like so-and-so says you can read my records. And I was like, um, no. Um, and then my guides came to me in my dreams and I was like, yeah, you can. (laughs) And they like, they attuned, if you've had like a Reiki attunement or anything, they attuned me. Um, it was a whole process, but when I did that first reading, I was like, this is so much easier because I didn't even know the person. I hadn't even met him yet. Now we're friends. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients who are my friends and vice versa (laughs) because, you know, you really just like connect on a soul level, but it's so easy because. I mean, we all have compassion for our clients, but like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me if you're being told to leave your partner or if you're being told that you need to quit your job, like that's, I don't have to do it. (laughs) I just have to tell you, right. Um, There's definitely some areas where I get blocked from receiving for myself. So like, I have my own, to be honest, like the women I, did reiki with for a long time. Like she also it's interesting around the same time that I started getting interested, she was also learning to read the Akashic records and Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So that was very divine. Um, and like, we'll do readings for each other now, which is so nourishing, like having that space held for you. And it's so powerful because I trust her so deeply and it was really cool. Like I gave her a reading and that was after she healed me so much. And like, that was the best feeling in the world. There's literally nothing better than giving back to someone who has helped you heal. Um, but there's areas like, I think she's so wise and brilliant and there's areas where she's blocked too, where she needed to ask me for support. So yeah, I think like having those people to hold space for you, even if you are so gifted and so connected and people come, you know, people come to me and they're like, wow, this was amazing. Like, you know, you're, this is a gift that you have. It doesn't mean that I can do it all for myself. Um, or sometimes I get answers and I'm like, is this like, you know, sometimes I question, I'm like, is there any ego involved here? Because as much as you do the work to remove that, and that is part of the process of going into the records, like I make sure that we're pulling out any biases that we are getting into our heart and out of our head, but you know, we can't be perfect about it.
0: I totally agree. Especially like any sort of emotional healing. Like I just, a lot of my clients are like, so you do MBSR on yourself and that's how you healed. And I was like, no, I get a session or a Reiki session or an energy healing session done every single month on me, just because that's like a part of my continued journey as well. And like, I started learning how to do it so I could heal myself. And then when I found out I, it wasn't it, like, I was like, no, I have to still go see people. Like I very much need people to hold space for me because it's their biases and all that good stuff. So I don't, I don't blame you. I
1: feel the same way. I mean, I think just being held too, like it's funny. People always ask me if I do Reiki on myself, if I do energy work on myself. I'm like, like, I know some people that do on themselves all the time. I don't do it that much on myself. I do other little stuff, but like, I really like receiving. I feel like when you're giving to other people all day, and this is true for anyone who is like any kind of health practitioner, mm-hmm. whether it's physical or emotional, like you need someone to take care of you too and hold you. Um, I literally had a session, like I have a, Spiritual business coach, she kind of does similar work to what I do, actually, we have so much crossover, but like I still need her, and you know the last couple of sessions, there was one where she even just kind of like she started healing me and then they told me to do work, and she was just holding the space around me um or like last session, she was just holding my heart and just allowing what needed you know it just needed to be like taken off of the weight off of me, and I feel like most people if not all can resonate really deeply with that feeling of just like it's interesting actually like one of the most common thing that that happens when I do Reiki on people who give so much to other people is I'll be asked to just like hold up their feet you know just like let their feet rest on my hands like energetically because there's just so much pressure and weight on them to take care of other people And it's like, it's so important that we give that to ourselves.
0: I feel like that's one of the number one things that I always tell clients to. I'm like, so what are you doing for yourself? And I have moms and people are like, what am I doing for myself? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I go on walks once a day and I'm like, all right, well, like, let's, let's receive something. Right. Like (laughs) the energy of receiving is also like part of the energy of healing, physically, energetically, whatever the heck you want to call it. Right. I feel like it's all one and the same, because like we talked about, like physical aspect is very important. Clearing parasites, getting out of mold, all that good stuff. But like, if you're not in the energy of healing and if you don't believe you can heal at all, like it's, it's not it.
1: I mean, and I think that was like, even when I think back to the long and I had all different kinds of weird parasites that are like really uncommon and You're I so to, gross, dude. The, some of the pictures. you uh, show Courtney that. some disgusting photos and I've and seen
0: some gross pictures. I'm not gonna lie, like I was
1: like, oh. if you've ever heard of mycoplasma, don't Google, don't Google it actually. But like my my doctor who healed me, like she shows that photo to like all the people that she works with because she's like, what the. What? I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. I'm not gonna... <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. I, I have a potty mouth. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Cause she's like, what the fuck is that? like, she's literally just like, I don't understand what came out of you and nobody else. They're all like, I've never, I, it was, and okay. I actually have to say something bridging the parasites and the energetic thing was like mind blowing for me because so when I found out that I had them, I was 30 and I realized like, I knew I got them when I was 17 I was on my grad trip. I was in the Dominican. Mm-hmm. I ate sushi at a four-star resort. Don't do that ever. The, like in the Dominican, uh, you know, we were like drinking, whatever. And I just like got so, so, so sick. And then I went home and my parents were away. And I was like home alone for a couple of days, just like puking my guts out.
0: Mm.
1: And that was like what, cre- the, it actually created trauma, I think as part. And it's really interesting when we think about the trauma piece and how it goes with the physical piece. If they happen at the same time, it can trigger an association that didn't need to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's the same reason that people develop food sense like uh, food sensitivities is like my passion because it it's literally what brought me here, but like sometimes you develop them just because you ate something when you were going through something really traumatic and it has nothing to do with the food. I have like the most random foods that I I'm working, you know, I'm still incorporating them back in. It's been a really long process to be honest, but like it makes no sense that I can't eat them because they're so good for you. And they just don't work. And with this, it was like, I was alone and I was sick and I had a lot of fear and I was traveling and I actually didn't fully get rid of them. I was doing like live blood cell analysis. I was doing muscle testing and they kept saying that I was clear. And then I would go back and they'd be back again. Um, and then I went on this trip to Tulum like a year and a half ago, like literally I I've never seen anyone take this long to get rid of parasites. It was like a year and a half plus of cleansing and my body was done. And I was like, I had a huge fear of traveling alone because I would get sick from eating foods I didn't even think would make me sick all the time. And my throat would just close up. And I had this huge fear of like being alone in a place where no one spoke English and eating something that would make me like essentially die, right? Um, And when I went on this trip and I was by, I decided I got the download from my guides and my records. And I booked this trip alone to Tulum for 10 days, five days before I left. I told my husband I need to go. I left him and like our little puppy. And I was like, I just need to do this. And I don't know how I knew this, but like I had this big worm come out of me and I was like, that's the last one. And it was truly like closing that cycle of the trauma and fear around being alone and being sick Mm -hmm. and traveling. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't piece together why until months after because I didn't understand that. But like, like, that's why what you like, what you talk about, what you do in terms of like, you know, MBSR in terms of like bridging those two things together is so valuable.
0: That's crazy to me that you like something like that, where you just were like, I had to travel alone. Right. Like I've had a lot of people have things. I guess more, I guess it is all trauma related. Right. Cause I'm just thinking about some of the examples. It was like, like, no, they had to go back and face their fears and then they passed parasites and then they moved on. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Like doesn't make sense to me, but trauma is trauma. And our body reacts the way it reacts because it does.
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, I didn't know, I didn't know why they just kept telling me, they were like, you have to go, you have to go to this place. And I was like, why? And they're like, you have to go alone. You have to go for more than a week. And I don't know. I just like the universe, all my guides were like yelling at me to go, but I didn't understand the reason. And I think that's, what's cool is like, you don't always have to dig up all the reasoning and understand everything. I honestly only realized that like a year later, like somehow I knew, I knew that it was done, which is just so weird. Cause usually when you're Paris, like I worked with a lot of clients on parasite cleansing in my, like when I was more on that side of things. And usually, you know, they peter out and they get smaller at the end. It was like, no, my last one was like a big worm.
0: That was my case. My last one was a two foot, two foot tapeworm. Well, I had to get the tapeworm. The tapeworm was staying as long as everything else was.
1: For sure. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Those,
1: those assholes.
0: (laughs) I I always say that. I'm like parasites are assholes, but I want to touch on what you just said, which is great because it's kind of ties it all together. Cause you were like, well, sometimes you don't know things, right? You don't know the why. You just have to know that it is, which I feel like is so common for so many people on health journeys too, right? They'll be like, well, why am I having a symptom? And I'm like, does the why matter, right? Like your body's doing what it's doing for a reason, as long as, and I caveat this with like, as long as it's not like weeks on end, right? As long as you're not like dying. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, I had diarrhea one day and it's gone, like, don't email me asking why I'm sorry. This might sound insensitive, but like your body's doing it for a reason. It's getting something out. What's it getting out? I don't know. Yeah. I can muscle test you and guess. Well, muscle testing isn't guessing, but you know what I mean? Like I can muscle
1: test you, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a huge lesson in being able to like release things without knowing to. And I think that's really hard for a lot of us who have grown up in a world where like there has to be a reason for everything. And like, sure, there is a reason, but it doesn't mean that it's going to help you to know what that is all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of my clients to get through is because they want a reason for everything. And sometimes like you were saying, you just don't have that reason. And so it's like, that's the hump that they're stuck on. Like, why mm-hmm. is it happening? And they just can't get over that.
0: And then I ask them why they're doubting their body. Right. It's an, it's a lesson in trusting your body,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: trusting your body so many is people, the hardest thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. they've been sick. They're like, how can I trust this body that got sick? And I'm like, mm-hmm. cause some, Somehow by getting sick, it saved your life. Yep. I don't know how I'm sure it did.
1: It And it did like, I feel that deeply. Like I was, I was really sick for like 10 years. Um, it sucked, but now I look back and I'm not going to lie and be like, yeah, I'm like a hundred, like, I'm still working through some things because I'm still not like, we're all on a, on a healing journey. It becomes, it's part, it becomes a lifelong a passion thing. Project, yeah. right? I was going
2: to say, I don't I think, don't think you're been. ever going to be fully healed.
1: But that's why we talk about it and make it fun. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this thing that like sucks your life away. It's like, no, it can actually add to your life because you're growing through it. And when I look back at that stuff that sucked um, or the job where like I was treated like crap and like crying at home every day, like it taught me so much about like what I deserve and what we can have. And, you know, sometimes we have to go through that to get like what we're doing right now, what all of us are doing in life, the our purpose that we're supposed to serve, the way that we're supposed to help people. Um, when you talked about trust, I mean that like, that is the cornerstone of everything that I do. And I think I had a really hard time when I was shifting careers, like multiple times, but especially shifting from being okay. Like this is something we talked about this on the retreat a lot. Like it was, it's still in progress Same. of going from, both. <laughs> yeah, we're it's, it's hard because it's, it's a lot easier to explain being a holistic or functional nutritionist, practitioner or something like that to being like, yeah, I'm like a spiritual guide and healer. And I do these readings that people have never heard of. Um, and, and I talk to your spirit guides and people look at you like you're insane. Um, like, what am I going to say at the next wedding I go to like <laughs> stuff like that. So why are we bringing this up? Trust? Yeah. So originally, like to me, it was about trusting your body. Cause I didn't trust my body at all. I would eat stuff and literally it would be something that had never made me sick before. And I'd be on the floor. I'd have to go home. Like my throat would be closing up. I'd have like random hives, like panicking and it would just happen all the time. So of course I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust food. I didn't trust the environment. Like we're supposed to trust the earth. We're all connected. It's like, we're all part of this beautiful earth. And I was literally afraid of things that are grown on it all the time Mm because I didn't trust my body to be able to deal with it. And sure, now it's not all about food and trusting your body to heal in the right ways. But it really is because it's about trusting your intuition. That's a lot of honestly, like what clients get out of whether it's a single reading with me, um, whether it's a group energy healing in my membership with a whole bunch of people, um, whether it's my long term mentorship, like whatever that is. So much of what they get is just learning that they already have so many of those answers within them, because I would say most of the time we do these readings Sometimes you get stuff where you're like, whoa, that was not what I was expecting. But most of the time people are sitting there and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I feel like I kind of knew that, but I didn't trust it. Or, oh yeah, like I I wanted to do this, but it felt stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like affirming that you are connected to your intuition. Because let's face it, like people aren't, depending on what you're like, you're not coming to me for a reading if you don't believe this at all, if you're completely averse. Like you have to be at least willing Mm -hmm. to believe that there's something greater. And that means that you are connected to your intuition already because it's guiding you there. And sometimes like that is the biggest sigh of relief. Like I've seen people just sobbing because they're, it's being confirmed that they're right, that they actually do know what's best for themselves. Um, You know, whether it's leaving their job to go do something they love or whether it is trusting that this relationship is meant to end and that's okay or that this friendship isn't treating, isn't giving them what they deserve. And they know it's just the trust. It's so hard for us to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I trust myself.
2: I think mm-hmm. kids are very much like that. Cause I was an extremely intuitive child and I like always just, just knew these things like knew this was going to happen, you know, like knew we shouldn't do this. And I remember one time, um, We always had this like family trip. We would go on every summer and I would always be so excited for it. We would do camping every summer. And I remember just like the week leading up to that trip. I just, every night when I would be falling asleep, I wouldn't be excited. And I would be feeling like we should just be staying home, you know, like we shouldn't be going. And I couldn't, you know, understand why I would be feeling like that because I was like 12 or 13. And so obviously wanted to go camping And, but it was just like, every night as I was falling asleep, I was like, I don't think we should go. Like I had just had this really bad feeling. Like we should not be going. And we get up there and then we get the call that my aunt had passed away. And so we had to come back home. And those kinds of things would just always happen to me when I was a kid. And it's like, where do you lose that? You know, as you get to be an adult (laughs) and you're just like, life just gets in the way. And you, like you were saying, you learn to stop trusting yourself because as a kid, we're just like, yeah,
1: this, this is what it is. You know, like, this is what we should be doing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great example of like, that is part of spiritual awakening. Your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. is a lot of it is just removing the crap that's built up, Mm -hmm. that's built up over your life. So you remember, because I mean, we're not born that way. We're born with imaginary friends and like monsters under the bed. Maybe they're real. Like I don't know. <laughs> they, might I had, they might be. They might
2: I vividly remember I would have dreams all the time, and this certain there was two different beings, whatever you want to call them, that would consistently show up in my dreams, and I remember. I called, I still remember the name I had for one of them. I called her the hard lady because she just like her energy just felt very like hard to me. And I always remember just feeling like very stiff, you know, like whenever she would show up in dreams. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like my parents being so confused because I would like be talking about her and yeah, that that was just, but they would, they would always be showing up, you know, like I, Mm -hmm. I still remember them like very vividly, like
1: dreaming about them it's like, I feel like this could be a cool experiment for you because you probably know now that like, that was real. It mm-hmm. wasn't something you made up mm-hmm. and it's stripping away the layers. So how do you get back there? Like, can you reconnect with that lady? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in meditation, can you ask to see or hear or whatever from that? Can you set the intention before you go to sleep that you want to meet her again? Because, it's all still there. And I know that feeling. I remember I used to hear voices when I was little, and like I had a friend who was like literally sent away for hearing voices. And I didn't want people to think I was crazy. So I was like, cool, these are gone. And I was like, I never want to hear this again
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I was so scared that it meant that I was crazy. You set that intention and it didn't happen. <laughs> intention is so powerful. So mm-hmm. if we set the intention to like, okay, can we get rid of this gunk that's like, it's crazy? I'll literally be doing healings with people and I'll see like layers of gunk on them that are blocking them from their gifts because we all have gifts. Everyone is intuitive. Like we can all connect if we want to. It doesn't, that's not to say that everyone is supposed to be an intuitive, a psychic, a channel, whatever, but like we all can. It's just, there's so many situations where we're told that it's not real or that it's not okay. Or that's weird. If I mean the number of people this is a whole other conversation, but like people with like mental health issues, I always wonder like how many of them are literally just connecting to spirits and like, maybe they're not all positive and maybe they're letting in some bad stuff. That's, you know, got to learn to control that. That was definitely part of my process too. But like how many people are receiving and just not understanding?
2: I, yeah. I think the same thing about mental health issues, honestly, because obviously like we always talk about, there's good and bad energy everywhere. And, you know, it's just the one that you're going to be letting in, like, what, what are you Mm -hmm. receiving?
0: And I mean, the dark attaches to those that are more susceptible, right? Mm -hmm. Those that are, don't have those energetic protection, energetic boundaries up. So like,
2: yeah, like if your energy is not as high, then you're going to be more likely to be receptive to
1: that negative energy. It's learning to control too when you allow it in and not. And actually mm-hmm. like, that's something like I learned from Christina largely was um, knowing that you like feeling empowered to kind of like turn down your gifts. I don't know if they're ever fully turned off. Like sometimes if something needs to come in and I'm not creating space to connect with my guides, like they'll yell at me at a weird time or wake me up in the middle of night. But I mean, like in general, you can, if you create space where you're ready to receive, like you can also close that down. And that's actually something... I work with a lot of clients like more in my mentorship who are going through this awakening process and starting to see their gifts come through more. And a lot of them tell me they just feel really overwhelmed because it feels like too much is just flooding in at once because they haven't learned how to just tune things out and set, you know, set office hours. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Like when can you (laughs) receive? I learned this also when I was learning to read the Akashic Records. It's like, okay, like set your... When are you letting stuff come in? Open it up, close it down, open up your gifts, close them down say like, this is, I don't want to receive at this time because we need to live in like our 3D lives.
0: And that's the thing, part of that, a lot of people, I think that's part of what keeps people up at night. Like the thoughts, the gifts, things coming in, all of that. If you're not creating space during the day, I know that happens for me. And that's like, I get yelled at. Like I'll lay down to bed to go to bed. And it's like, no, you're not going to bed. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I create space for you tomorrow? Can can we negotiate here? Like <laughs> Too we, late. I know. I know that like you didn't do it today. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Oh, I yeah. Hear, I can't hear everything
1: under the sun. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> had weeks where like when I don't make time to connect, I sleep terribly. And they're like, well, we're going to wake you up. Like, this is the only time you're leaving for us. Like, I exactly. totally get that. Yeah, it's-, it's
0: like, that's when you start to get into that subconscious mind. That's when you start to get relaxed. And I'm like, no. that's not I I mean for me it mostly looks like meditation
1: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah
1: I know I don't
0: you need to hear this
2: and they knew
1: yeah I think it's also good to know that like all of us don't always make time like I would I wish that I like made time to connect every morning and did and I have gone through phases where I do but like sometimes I'm just really bad at it even though I love it it's like we're we're busy Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I mean
1: everywhere life just just happens
2: sometimes
0: and especially like being entrepreneurs let's be real you can get into the rabbit hole of everything needs to be done always there's always another task let's like there's always something that needs to be done it's about creating time where you can and knowing when shit doesn't need to be done today or right now or in this moment
1: yeah we could probably have many podcasts on but I have that a time. master class on that yeah, yeah. I think yeah.
2: <laughs> like we were literally just talking about that before we started recording
0: There's always going to be another thing. You can always
2: fold your laundry tomorrow. (laughs) No.
0: Wait, I used to know someone that literally would put her laundry on her bed and not take it off until she folded it. And she slept on her couch for a month. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) clearly it did not work like
0: it's funny because like my boyfriend and I knew her we both worked with her when we interned together and he's like "Remember?" so randomly he'll be like remember when that girl slept on her couch for a month I'm like no like that's not something that should happen no
2: the bigger question is why does she not do laundry for a month
0: but also like that's why did you just not fold it and all and like why didn't you just take it off and sleep on your bed if it wasn't working anyways like Mm -hmm. I would just put it in a laundry basket.
2: Yeah. My so. grandma always told me, she's like, it's 10 times harder to think about it than to just do it. And it really is. <laughs> yes. It's harder to think about folding your laundry every single day and be like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow rather
1: than to just take two minutes and fold it. Yeah. Talk about being an entrepreneur. Like how many things do you have on the list that you want to do? And you're like thinking they're going to take course, so long. It you know that's me about. today.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. me these past couple of weeks. I'm like, there are huge, like looming tasks over my head. And I'm like, well, let's just do the laundry. Let's donate clothes. Like why? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, it's distractions. They're a wonderful thing. Yeah.
0: I know. Okay. So if someone wants to know what a session looks like with you, cause we're starting to run out of time, but I want to end on like, what does a session look like with you? And mm-hmm. I know you're going on vacation. So when this goes, you're going to be on vacation anyways. So people will have time to noodle on it, think on it and get excited about working with you. What is it? this session look like, even though you said it a little bit, Mm -hmm. I feel like some people might
1: have still slightly been confused. That's fair. Uh, there's there's so much, but like basically the high level what you need to know. So when you book your session in, just book it on my you can go to my website. You can go through my links on Instagram. Um, it's very easy to find. I have a whole page about what the Akashic records are and what it looks like also on my website. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's laid out pretty clearly. So feel free to go there for more. Um, also, like you can always message me on Instagram if you have questions. Please do. I love chatting about this stuff. Like, I want you to feel like, yes, this is what I need and I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you won't, because it'll always be fun surprises. You ask a question and they're like, actually, you need to know about this right now. Um, but yeah, so you book your session, you fill out a form with kind of like your high-level details. You know, I asked for like your birthday, where you're located, stuff like that. Um, and then any areas that you want to focus on. So you can keep these really high level. Some people literally just say general. I don't even know. Just tell me what I need to know. Mm-hmm. But I would say pretty much everyone, like if you're booking a reading, you probably have sticky areas in your life that you want to know more about. Um, relationships and career and health are definitely like the top ones. Everyone asks about them. I do too. Like we all want to know. Um, so you kind of list out your priorities. And then once you're booked in, like it's just, it's booked in if my time is open, you can book that slot. I meet you there. Um, I know I'm on Eastern. I have like specific hours that I open for general, like public greetings versus times that I have for my private clients. If there's something like, if you cannot make it at those times, just send me a message. Like I'll make exceptions. I I have people in like Europe and stuff with weird time zones. So don't worry about that. Um, And then we get on the call. We just kind of like chat for a few minutes to make sure we know where we want to start. And then we go into we go into the records together. So we kind of like, I like to play some music. I read like, or, you know, recite a little opening prayer just to welcome in all of your guides to connect us to your soul. Um, I like to play some like heart-centered binaural beats usually um, just to like take us out of the world and into this beautiful little space. And then I, I bring us in. So um, some clients might feel the energy shift when we go in. Some might not. There's no right or wrong way to feel at all. Um, And then when we're in there, I basically start talking and I I say hi to the guides. I say hello to their higher self and we start asking questions and I record all of it. So if you forget anything, like I, I like for people to be really present and not have to take notes. So I just like to record it. And I usually just send you the audio so you can listen to it when you're out and about later. Um, And we just share, I share whatever I'm seeing, whatever they are wanting to channel through me. Um, if any energy healing comes up that that your soul needs, we will pause and do that. Um, and then we keep going, like, we'll go as much as you want. I think there's usually a point where it's like, okay, this is complete. This is enough. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of energy. Like I get really sweaty. People get tired. Like it can, different things can happen. If you've had energy healing, you know, sometimes there's a lot of of shifts going on in your body. So you might feel stuff. um, You might not, it might be like a very peaceful, chill experience. Um, And then we close out the records at the end. So I always ask, you know, like, is there anything more? The cool thing is like, it's not like you have to be silent while I'm talking to your guides. Um, Usually like people are quiet because like, wait, I want to hear what you have to say. But if you have clarifications, if you want to ask a follow-up question, we make sure that we, you know, close off each topic before we move on to the next Um, and then we, you know, I always ask at the end, like, is there anything else that they want to share that we haven't asked about? Um, the nice thing to know too, I will say, like, I know a lot of people say before reading, whether it's their first one or some, I have one client, he's just like always nervous every time. Like they'll be nervous before because they're scared of what they're going to hear. Maybe they're afraid they'll be called out. Maybe they're afraid that something will come through that they're just not ready to deal with. Um, I want to remind you that these messages all come through with so much love. Your guides love you and you're only going to receive what you're ready to receive. Honestly, like sometimes I'll even get stuff and they'll be like, wait, no, don't share that yet. Um, Because sometimes we're just not ready to hear things and that's okay. If you hear something and it feels hard, know that you are ready for it. And That's like, I really Mm -hmm. like to hold that space for you to receive and feel held there too um, by me and by your guides. But it really, it's not like you're going to get something. I would say the biggest thing people feel at the end is they feel loved. They feel supported. They feel relief. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I haven't had many situations where people leave feeling like, like everyone feels better when they leave than when they came in. Um, so that's like a, just a nice thing to know if you're feeling nervous about it, or if you've never like had this experience or you just don't know what to expect, it really is. And you can set, like, we can set that intention to, if there's stuff that like, you don't want to talk about, we can always do that. Um, I find most people want to know everything. So it doesn't really happen, but you can. And then we close it out at the end. We say, thank you. We send love back to them. Um, and then we just usually chat for a few minutes if there's anything else you want to reflect on. Um, I try not to go over time, but like, let's face it, we do. Cause like, I I truly, these are my favorite sessions. I, it's like, I'm so grateful for every person that lets me access their soul and connect with their guides. It's so beautiful for me too. I like, I feel so much of that love. I've definitely like cried in sessions before too, for other people. Cause it just like, it feels like your heart is going to explode sometimes. Um, and it's really, it's what you need to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a message, whether it's something that you have to do, whether it's just something that you have to feel and receive, it is what you need at that time. Um, and then as I mentioned, so I offer a follow-up so you can book a check-in like, you know, a month later for 20 minutes and we just get on, get on a call and see how things are going. Um, Cause I always like to see how things are integrating, if there's anything that feels hard or easy. Um, and in terms of like people who are ask, curious about booking multiple sessions, um, You can book sessions as often as you like, but if you don't integrate the information that they give you, you will get the same messages again. So that's Mm. important to know. Um, If you're trying to like find a way around it or find a different way, but you know that you have to do it, like you're going to have to integrate that lesson first and then you can come back for more.
0: I love that. I have, I think one final question that kind of popped up. So in terms of health, when people ask about their health, will you get like straightforward things like, Ooh, there's parasite stuff or like from a past life, like you need to heal this trauma or like, obviously if the energy healing part is straightforward, if you need to heal something like that, but just as far as health is
1: concerned. Yeah. uh, That's maybe that's a great question. I have literally gotten times where people are being told like, Oh, you need to eat more of this or like, are you eating a lot of this? Maybe stop. So I get that sometimes. Um, sometimes I pull out like my pendulum, like just even in a client session, I'll ask like if someone has parasites and like It'll usually tell you um, it's, you know, it's like muscle testing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the same. I'm connected to their energy. Um, sometimes it's more vague because they're asking the wrong question.
0: Mm.
1: It's not vague because we can't get the information, but like, okay, for example, I have this one client and she was my nutrition client for a while. And then she came back to me later. She also had parasites, like really bad case, all this stuff. And she came back to me later and she's asking more about nutrition. And it was actually like, I feel like for my ego, I was like, okay, yeah, I just need to like let this come through because it was hard to hear or like just not what I had told her before was that now she actually needed to be less careful with her diet. Cause she was, I think she was continuing to be like kind of nervous about things, which is honestly like, I'm really not like that with my clients. I'm not dogmatic about it. It was just something that she was holding on to cause she'd actually like worked with other nutritionists in the past and had some trauma from that, from them like scaring her into not eating things. And the message for her was like, don't ask us, about what you're not supposed to eat it's about the energy and sometimes it will Mm. it was literally like this is what you need to say to yourself or what you need to do with your food before you eat it um yeah I had a client recently actually and it was just about like um oh she's been really focusing on detox and stuff um because I do like I still work on nutrition stuff with my mentorship clients if they need it like I still have that knowledge it's just Mm -hmm. not my main thing anymore and she's been she knows she needs to detox, she knows her liver is like whatever. And she's been focusing on eating bitters, but it's very specific. She's like, yeah, I've been doing like so many dandelion greens. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And the guides were just like, can you please have more fun with this? They're like, we want you to eat bitter foods, but like go to the farmer's market and buy a different bitter or cruciferous thing every time, you know, don't like, this feels not fun. It feels like you're forcing it and it's actually keeping you backed up. Mm. You can't detox because you're just like holding on to what you're supposed to be doing, and a huge thing for her is like learning how to flow with food. She went to nutrition school and they taught her like uh, like the program that I went to, and we did my program at least, like it's a ton about supplementation, like really intensive protocols. um it's like super clinical, and that was kind of taking her away from what she loved, which was just connecting with food. and like they told her to go to more farmers' markets and said so like you know, just like connect to where it's from and have fun, and like cook things and tell people about the food and not worry about the stuff that wasn't lighting her up. And it's really cool, actually, with her to see just, like, how much she's relaxed into it and taken the pressure off of herself just from getting that information.
0: I love that example. Thank you for that. I think that, like, clarified for some people because I know that obviously a lot of people are going to be on here more about health. I mean, because I feel like the, – the, let's be real. The information you're going to get about relationships and money, probably a little bit
1: more straightforward that they, people can, like, conceptualize in their heads.
0: Sometimes. yeah
1: it's, you know what, sometimes it's super straightforward. And sometimes it's like, this is the message you need. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's, and, you know, sometimes it's like, oh I really wanted them to just tell me exactly what to do. But like, as we said, like, that's not how my healing journey went. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm very grateful. Like, I would never be doing this if I hadn't had to keep digging. And 100%. it makes me so happy. Like, this is the most fulfilling work that I've ever done. And honestly, it's like way easier than the other work was for me, because it is the gift that I meant to share. So like, trust that trust that if you're getting something, that's not what you were hoping for <laughs> from your ego whatever, like maybe like, that's why you need to come do this so that you can release that and just receive. I feel like
0: that's the perfect okay. place for us to, you know, wrap it up, but so tell the people where they can find you. And if there are any offers that you want to tell us about i know you said that you were gonna have a little something special for our
1: yeah you know, our people here yes okay so you can find me um i'm also rooted so i am rooted by jordana i am at rooted by jordana on socials everywhere um i am at rooted by jordana.com on the internet and i really like i truly do i'm not one of those people who's like reach out to me and i'll ignore you like i actually do want to talk to you so like feel free to send me a message if you have questions about anything if you want to know more about working together in any way um it lights me up to connect with you so don't be shy um come find me and in terms of offers okay so i know i didn't talk about this a ton but i have a membership and it's really simple it's not like there's a million different components it's like we meet monthly and we do group I call it group Reiki. It's group energy healing. It's whatever the guides guide me to do. Um, It's so beautiful. It's a growing community that I launched right at the end of last year. Um, And basically we meet once a month and you receive healing and we chat about anything that came up. And I always give you channeled messages at the end that come through during the healing. So whatever that collective needs to hear. Um, There's also like a forum. There's, you know, some resources and stuff in a little portal for you. But essentially, um, it's a really good place to start if this is all new to you and you just want to understand like what it feels like to have energy healing. Um, There's a huge range of people in this community. I have literally people who've never had Reiki before. I have people who are Reiki masters. It doesn't matter. It's for everyone. And I want to invite you to try the first month for free um, because I truly it's funny. Like, I feel like my first Reiki session ever was free. And like, that's what I want to be able to give to other people. And oh, this man. is a way that I'm able to energetically give it to you without having to give every single person a one-on-one free session. Because like, I don't know, human design, if anyone's into that, I'm a projector. I don't I don't have enough energy for that. Um, but it's super powerful. To be honest, I was kind of shocked when I started doing group healing. I thought it would be less potent than one-on-one. I feel like the energy is even stronger because it's just this group of like soul aligned people with positive intentions. Um, anyway, so I'll send you guys like the link to that but it's if it's on my website it's the rooted community and i'm gonna make a code that's literally just hot heels girl so you can come and try that sign up join us um i would love to see you there and and also like if you don't like hopefully you love it and you want to stick around but if you don't like just come try it for free you can leave like i truly it does not upset me if you come for a month and then head out i want you to come
2: Love that. We'll leave the links for all of that in the description too, so you guys can find it there. But this was this was awesome. I feel like I didn't even contribute. I was just like listening
0: (laughs) to everything. We got to take it in. I learned so much. Yeah, I have apparently had Akashic records before that I didn't know. (laughs) Surprise! Like someone read them. Yeah, it was just like mediums, (laughs) and they were just like going back and doing things and the more you're talking about it i'm like i don't even think i knew what i was in for
1: it's funny because like some people think akashic records are just like a past life regression because they think it's all about past lives Mm -hmm. even though it's also about like present future all of them Mm -hmm. um and yeah people use different words i think the term akashic records people are like i don't know what the hell that is so like a lot of people don't even use it yeah like i could just say it's an intuitive reading and it would mean the same thing to you Um, but it is, it's funny. I didn't even know that people I worked with did Akashic records readings until I started doing them.
0: You just, all of a sudden, I love that you sprung on it. That's like my favorite thing. You're like, well, one day I just got into the records and I'm like, it's like you walked into a (laughs) a library and you just opened
1: the books, but like, I mean, like she, she attuned us to like the basic, you know, level to get in the door and read our own. she told us she was like this is only level one like this is just for you you there's like another level like i didn't do the other level um it's kind of like people who talk about only doing like their reiki level one or something and then somehow they can just do it on everyone Mm -hmm. it's you know what like people's gifts come in in all kinds of ways and there are all kinds of people who have healing gifts and they've never studied with anyone it just Mm -hmm. came in um yeah it was wild like when I I had to talk to one of my other friends because she had that happen with Reiki with her where like they attuned her to level two and or whatever gave her more gifts and I was like this feels fake but I also have a friend who literally did this um so that's like part of why it's fun to share because I think a lot of the time we get disempowered and we're like no this is like I can't do this you know I'm not good enough to do this I don't know how nobody taught me um but like not everyone we're surrounded by a spirit team that teaches us all the time.
0: You don't need certifications to be able to do a lot of stuff that other people do with the certification. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's break the rules. Okay. All the time. Love it. Well, this is great. Thank you for coming. And friends, if you like this, uh, hit up Jordana. Or, you know, leave us a rating and review. Tell us who else you want to hear from, any other topics. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, ladies.